0: Thank you so much for joining us online. We want Bethany to be a place where people can get connected to God, to each other, and to the world. If you would like someone to talk to or to pray for you, you can email us at prayer at bethanysite.com. We also greatly appreciate everyone that gives so generously at Bethany. If you'd like to give, you can do so by clicking give in the top right menu on our homepage at bethanysite.com. Again, thank you for joining us online. We hope that this service will be a blessing to you. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us, whether you're joining us here in the room or online. My name is Josh, and I'm one of the pastors here. We've been moving through this series called The Art of Being Transformed. We've been looking at one key verse we've been carrying all the way through, and I want to read that for you first as we get started. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. All the scriptures are going to be on the screen behind me today. We're going to kind of bounce around a little bit, but this key verse has guided us and will continue to guide us through this series for the next couple of weeks. It's Romans chapter 12. Verse 2, and Pastor Ryan just talked about it a few moments ago. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, His pleasing, and His perfect will. And here's what we recognize in the midst of this. It's kind of a comparison, this idea of the patterns of this world... And this this concept of being transformed in Christ that we sing about and we talk about and we look through it and go, what does that look like in my life? And honestly, if we look at the, the nature of even this week specifically, we recognize that this isn't just like a normal weekend. Because the truth is that the patterns of this world, their foundation are, are, are based on the fact that we are sinful naturally. And so what the patterns of this world do naturally is they bring they breed brokenness and suffering and pain and heartache. And think of the season that we're in right now that we've been in for the last 18 months and how challenging that be, that's been and how challenging that's been to your, your relationship and your mental health and, and all of those different things that, that is made possible because the patterns of this world breed suffering and then we recognize what we're seeing across the world in Afghanistan, and and the fear and the suffering. In fact, I know right now there's there's many of you that are praying for for Christians and for women and other religious All the people that are that are scared and fear, fearful. People that are trying to get out of the country and the the different reports that we're hearing, and some of it's hard to understand, but we recognize that that is what the patterns of this world in this comparison breed naturally. That if we ask ourselves, why is there so much pain and suffering? It's because that's made possible through those patterns. But on the other side of the scripture, in the words of Paul, is the idea of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so in the midst of this weekend, with all of these things going on, the other thing we get to do as a church is to baptize six people that have made a decision, maybe recently or maybe some time ago, to follow Jesus, to be transformed by his life, and are now living that out, and we're celebrating that together. Two of those kids just got back from camp, and they were maybe in the process of being transformed. Maybe they were transformed by that weekend and the opportunity to hear the gospel. And two of the other people that we get to baptize are two guys that actually found Jesus and made a decision to follow him while they were in prison and began to be discipled. And through that they've overcome addiction, they've restored relationships, they are what the Bible describes as a new creation made possible through this transformation, and that's what we are called to. And look, I don't know where you are individually on your spiritual journey. I don't know how much of what we've already sung about that you understand. We'll talk about more of that in a moment so you can process it, but we believe wholeheartedly that that transformation isn't something specific or physical that we do, but it's through the gospel, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus that we even have the possibility of being transformed. And so as we look at it through this series, we've been asking ourselves, okay, how does that live itself out in our lives? And we've gone through our core values to do that. Following, growing, serving, and giving back. And I got the opportunity to talk about that first idea of following and what I believe is is like the first domino of many. As we make that decision to follow Jesus and to, to pursue a life of transformation through his gospel, then naturally we'd hope these other things would flow out of it. Last week, Pastor George talked about the idea of growing, the ways in which we can grow ourselves, the tools and resources that we need to do, we need in our lives to continue to grow and to move forward. And this weekend we talk about this idea of serving or ministry and how our hope is that that's something that would naturally flow out of, of our lives, naturally flow out of the decision that we've already made and the way in which God wants to use us. And so we're going to look at that three different ways. The first idea is that, that you were created to serve. The second idea is you were gifted to serve, and the third is that you are blessed when you serve. And so first, let's look at this idea, this idea that you were created with that idea of serving or ministry in mind. It says this in Ephesians chapter 2, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance For us to do now, one of the things we do consistently here is is we recognize that the Bible, especially the New Testament, was primarily written in Greek, and so we translate that to get our English versions. And we can look at some of those Greek words. And so the first one I want to look at is is the idea that we're God's handiwork, and this is the word "poema," and I might not be pronouncing that right, but you guys will give me some grace, I'm sure. But it's the same word that we use to get this idea of a poem. So so when you see the word handiwork that God created us as his handiwork um, it, it might be naturally you to think of this as like a like a seventh grade shop project or something But that's not what we see here through this definition That you are a beautiful a, a poem or a masterpiece that God created you with intention And it's something beautiful. The, the scripture says that He is the potter and we are the clay now this one for me has always been a difficult one to reconcile because how many of you here have ever tried to make anything with clay? Raise your hand. See us this together. Okay. Now, how many of you have ever made something with clay that you are really, really proud of? Okay, if you're watching online, it's much less. It, it's, it's difficult. Like, this idea of creating something with clay, everything I made looks like a weird cup or a bowl, I'm not sure which, and, and that's the end of it, and then you hope to cover it with paint. Like, when I was in junior high, or no, no, my junior year of high school, I was in an art class, and... Um, I remember we'd do clay from time to time, and kids would come up to the teacher, and they'd say, I think my project is ready to go in the kiln. And if you've never done clay, that's like the oven that bakes it to finalize. And I would think to myself, are you sure? <laughs> like, is that, That's the final product? That's what you wanted it to look like? And, and And that's what I think of when I think of this idea that he's the potter and we are the clay, but it's so much more than that. This desire that God has to to make us something beautiful, a poem, a masterpiece, a work of art for him. And uh, guys, if you're not tracking with me, let me me give you something a little bit tougher. You are a uh, 1966 Chevelle. 454 ss uh, with a four speed preferably if you're really cool you're uh, blue with white stripes cause that's my favorite right so are you trending are you tracking with me now this idea that that we are something beautiful that god has created with intention and what it goes on to say is is that god prepared things in advance for us to do now catch this throughout the entire time is is that this isn't like a, a task list our goal here isn't for these things that we're going to do uh, to just be tasks, but this idea of to-do is actually things that, that's how we walk or behave, or it's how we conduct ourselves. So if you think of this concept of serving as just a responsibility that you have, that's not really what we see here. We see that this is a lifestyle that we are called to because of the way that we've been created, that God calls us to conduct ourselves in a specific way in pursuit of a relationship with him. And the the idea that we're going to look at and come back to over and over today is simply this, that serving isn't something you do. It's a part of who you are. And you can write that down if you want. Serving isn't something you do. It's a part of who you are. And that's, that's the concept or the big idea that we want to process this through. Because I don't want, want you to walk away from here and go, okay, I'm going to add that to my list of, of things to do. But, but what I'd hope you'd recognize is that you are uniquely created and designed to be able to do this naturally. And God has, has drawn you towards himself in this. And we believe that that is made possible as we continue in a moment look at how you're gifted and designed for that 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 is made possible through the gospel of Jesus Christ and his transformation this concept that is foundational to everything we do here you heard it in the lyrics of the song that we just sang this truth that we were separated from God because of this thing called sin but through Jesus life and his death and his resurrection he took his sin or took our sin upon himself as a a payment, we use the word atonement, as a sacrifice for your sin, the death that you deserved. And three days later, he rose from the grave, defeating death and defeating the grave. And now creating an access point by which we had this separation from God, and now we have access to a personal relationship with the creator of the universe that has intentions and desires and hopes for your life specifically. That we have this opportunity to be transformed through him because it goes on to say that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now at work within the hearts and minds of those that love him. That, that even this idea that I talked about at the beginning of, of overcoming addiction, restoring marriages, restoring relationships, all of that is made possible through the relationship and the transformation through Jesus Christ. And that's what we look at here. That God has a purpose that He intends for you, and out of that, our hope would be that naturally would flow this desire to minister and to serve those around you. The first thing was you were created to serve. The second is this: you are gifted to serve, and and we could even say, because we'll understand in a moment, that you are uniquely gifted to serve. That God has has made you in a special way for His kingdom. We have this thing called our our growth track. Our growth track is an intentional discipleship process, and, and I'll tell you what it's not. Our growth track is not a series of four classes. That when you complete it, you pat yourself on the back and you are now a disciple and you're complete for the rest of your life. Our growth track is a series of four workshops in which we go through in each and every one of them and try to help you create habits in your life so you can continue growing and moving forward and being self-sufficient and self-sustaining over the course of your life. And What we're talking about today is part of our growth track, step three. And so I'm going to run briefly through parts of it that describe your shape. You can see the acronym there, and you can see the words that are listed. We'll describe each. But at our step three growth track, we literally go through each one of those with exercises. So you can better understand yourself how you were created how you were designed how you were gifted And how you can utilize that in the areas that you serve and you minister And the areas that you already have influence within your life through your relationships and your job and your community So let's go through these and look at what a few of these are the first one is s spiritual gifts it says this in, in 1 corinthians now to each of you or to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now, we could go on and, and talk about this idea of spiritual gifts for the rest of the, the time today. But what I want you to recognize here is these gifts are made possible through, through your decision to follow Jesus. Like I said, the Bible tells us that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead now is now at work within the hearts and minds of those that love him. That's what gives us access to these spiritual gifts. But what you have to understand, especially if you've made the decision to follow Jesus, is the intention of these spiritual gifts isn't for you. The intention of these spiritual gifts is for the common good. It's for others. It's in a way that brings profit or brings people together that our hope would be that these spiritual gifts would speak to others in a powerful way. And this is one of the first things we have to do in walking through this is to reset our minds a little bit because the most natural way for us to think is, is selfish. And here's a good example I heard someone give, and I think it's really, really accurate. Think of, of taking a group photo with someone, and then when they show you the group photo, who is the first person that you look at in the photo? It's yourself. It's yourself. If you're like, I'm not that selfish, just think about the last time you did that. And you're looking at certain things. You're like, am I smiling weird? Um, Is my hair messed up? I don't have to worry about that, but you guys might. All of the different things that you're you're wondering, you look at yourself, you figure that out, and then you move on. And uh, you might pick which photo you're going to use for this group photo based on how you look, right? But that's so natural for us to be drawn to that to be drawn to this idea of selfishness. And so as we look at this idea of spiritual gifts, the first question that we have to answer is, who is this for? It's not for you. The intention of these spiritual gifts and really everything that we look at today is for the benefit of others, the common good that we could impact those around us. The H stands for heart. It's your passion. It's your motivation. It says this in Psalms 37, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, like I said, one of the best things about our growth track, step three, is you get to process through, what is my heart for? What am I passionate for? What wakes me up in the morning? What is is something that when I've done it, when I've ministered and served and used my gifts in this way, I feel fulfilled in a way that nothing else does for me? In fact, there's a couple here at our church that a few months ago we shared their story, and they have a heart for fostering. They fostered over 50 kids because that's something that God has called them to and blessed them through, and they feel like they are drawn to that. One of the things they told Pastor George when they talked to him was, um, when their house doesn't have a foster kid in there, it just feels empty. How beautiful is that? Think of what it would mean for you to have that thing in your life, that thing that you're so passionate about, you're so drawn to, that it just feels like a fulfillment of everything you were designed to do. God creates that drawing towards the heart of what He has for you. The A stands for abilities. This is oftentimes the most tangible. This is your skills. Uh, sometimes these are natural. Sometimes these are things you've been trained at. Sometimes these are your job. It says this in Exodus. This is talking about the building of the tabernacle. And He, God, has filled them with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge. With all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold and silver and bronze. When it comes to the idea of serving or ministering to those around you, oftentimes we can forget about this. The skills, the abilities, the talents that you've been given, the, the ways in which God has shaped you or helped you understand things, it, it helps to use and recognize what it looks like to use those for other people. What does it look like for God to use the skills that he's given you to serve others and to minister to others and what those skills and abilities might be? The P stands for your personality. This is your character, your your nature, your your kind of natural disposition. It says this in Psalms. You might've heard this scripture. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful. I know that full well. This affirmation that your personality even was designed by God intentionally. And you could do, um, you know, like Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, uh, the disc, which, uh, which Disney princess are you, which Star Wars character it is? I don't know any of those that you can think of that you've done to understand your personality. But you are unique. You are created and designed in unique ways. And we see that especially the personalities oftentimes in uh, in kids how many of you guys have more than one kid okay so I have two sons I have a ten year old and a fourteen year old and seeing the the variations in their personalities has always been so interesting to me. My, my 10-year-old son, uh, he's, he's really silly right now. And this kind of moves through different seasons of life. But he's really silly. Um, he's very quick, quick-witted. Um, he's a little bit extra at times. He's got like a real kind of Jim Carrey vibe going on, uh, which is a lot of fun for me and my wife. And then we have a teenager. Uh, our 14-year-old son, he's much more laid back, and like 90% of what he says is like, can you get me more food? <laughs> if you've got teenagers, you're like, amen. That's, th- th- it's just completely different. Now, they go through different seasons of their lives, but seeing the comparison of their personalities in the same house, same parents, same situation is so enlightening to understand the way in which God has created you and designed you. And you might think of, well, you know, I'd I'd rather be more like this person. They're more laid back or they're funnier, or all these different things. But recognize that your personality on top of all of these other things that we're talking about gives you a unique ability to speak truth and life into people. It gives you a unique influence. It gives you a unique relational ability that God has created your personality with intention and he can use that For those good works he prepared in advance for you to do. And the E stands for experiences. Now, it's important to recognize that that this is both the good and bad experiences within your life. But oftentimes, the bad experiences tend to be more and more helpful for others. It says this in 2 Corinthians. Praise be to the God and our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Catch what it says here who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the same comfort, or we comfort, with the comfort we ourselves received from God. This contrast of God can comfort you in those troubling and difficult times with the recognition that we are then empowered through those experiences to comfort others in the same way. I've heard it said that this way, that, that God never wastes a hurt in our life, that God can use those things, those painful things. Many of you have heard, uh, probably heard of uh, the idea of uh, financial peace university. And the whole idea of this program, which we're actually starting up in a few months, is really interesting because Dave Ramsey, the guy that leads that up, uh, leads that, was actually. Uh, went through really difficult financial times. He made a lot of financial mistakes and put himself in a hole. And what he had to do is work his way out of that. And through that experience, he came up with this curriculum and this system that has now been used to help millions of people with their finances. That God took something painful and used that experiences to change the life of millions of other people over the course of time, that these difficult things that we hold on to, that hold us back, that weigh us down, can be utilized by God in a powerful, powerful way. Craig Rochelle, a pastor, says it this way, we may impress people with our strengths, but we connect with people through our weaknesses. Catch that. Because our desire, our natural desire, especially by what the world tells us, is that we would impress people, that we would show everyone we've got it all together, that we would put forth this, this face of everything's perfect in my family, when in reality, most of the time, the best way we have to connect and influence people is through our weaknesses, through the painful things, through the recognition that we don't have it all together, because they don't either, and they need someone that they can talk to about it that our experiences, as well as everything else we've talked about, create a unique opportunity for us to impact people. So you were created to serve, you were gifted to serve, and lastly, you are blessed when you serve. These are the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. This idea that as we give, God's response, his heart for us is blessing. When I talked about that idea of what what your heart is drawn towards, what fulfills you, imagine what it would look like for you to be serving and ministering in an area where God had gifted you and called you and given you a passion and how that would feel and how the idea of taking the focus off yourself and putting it back on someone else would be so empowering and so enlightening for you. That if you combined this idea of hope that we have in Christ and God's desire for us and we utilize those, there's a fulfillment in him that we can't even imagine. And that doesn't have to be serving here. That could be serving and ministering in, in the environment that God has put you right now. But we're actually going to give you an opportunity to practice this. In a few weeks, we're doing something called Live to Give. You've heard us talk about it a couple times already today. And, and we're going to start out September, the week of Labor Day, with that opportunity. It's going to be an opportunity to serve maybe at the food bank, maybe at uh, a local school. Maybe you, you serve from home if you're more comfortable with that. But what we want to do is just go out into the community and give, and love, and, and show what it would look like for us as an entire church to be united around loving people and sharing that with the community around us, and then recognizing the way in which, which we see the blessings of that in our life, in living that out, in doing what God has called us to do. In the seat back in front of you, there's a card. And you can take that card if you want. It's got some information. It's got a website. If you're wondering about uh, how you can partner with us or you want to find out more information, all of that's available on our website or through a couple different information venues given here. But we would love for everyone to be a part of that because we believe that that's going to be an incredible way for us to unite and to serve our community together. Because our hope, again, if we are transformed if we make that decision to follow Jesus and pursue a relationship with him through the renewing of our mind, that out of that, serving isn't something that you do, but it's a part of who you are. That first scripture talked about the patterns of this world versus the transformation of our lives. And the patterns of this world tell us right now that it's, it's all about you. The attention should be on you. The focus should be on you. The stress should be your own. All of those things should be focused inward. And the Bible tells us over and over that the transformation through Christ allows us two things. It allows us to focus on him, love God, and them by loving others. And that's what our prayer would be we're able to do as a church. And that's the challenge for, for these next couple of weeks as we continue this series next week with Pastor George and this idea of giving back. It's what does it look like if you're living a transformed life for you to carry that transformation out in serving and ministering to those around you because God's put you in a unique place. Maybe that's your, your family, your job, your neighborhood, and he's given you unique skills and abilities and spiritual gifts and he wants to combine those to influence people in your life that the rest of us in this room will never have an opportunity to influence and through that he wants to call out to your heart and to fulfill that and for you to see the fruits of that will you stand with me we're going to close today in prayer and and that would be my prayer that we would focus on that for these next couple weeks and we would ask God to, to reveal those things to us. And, and if you want to know more about this, if you want to walk through this process, you can sign up online for our Growth Track Step 3 and go through each one of those, that SHAPE acronym slowly and in an exercise to better understand yourself. But let's pray. God, I just thank you for the uniqueness all across this room that you've given us, that you've empowered us with, I pray right now, even as we just stand here together, or maybe someone's watching online, that that you would be reminding us of the things that you've done in our life, our experiences, the abilities that you've given us, the personality you've given us. God, the heart that you have given us to serve and to minister to those that we have influence on, and that you would use that, that over the course of this next week even, you would create opportunities for us to do that in the way that you've called us to. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we hope this was encouraging and challenging to you guys. We hope you have a great week. Go in peace.